Welcome to another episode of More Happy Life, the podcast that will teach you how to trigger upward spirals of health and happiness in your life. I'm Andy Proctor, a happiness activist whose goal is to make your life more happy with science-backed strategies and powerful interviews. If you enjoy this episode, share it and let me know by tapping the stars in the reviews. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of More Happy Life. This is Andy Proctor, your host. Thank you so much for listening. And today I had an awesome experience uh, where I was able to just have a chat with Suze from the Authenticity Challenge podcast. She's a fellow anchor user like me, podcaster, and she is really, she's got some great things to say. And I really appreciated her time. Uh, She reached out and we wanted to just have a discussion about authenticity. So I really was excited about it. And so um, we finally were able to get together and um, coordinate our schedule so that we could just chat. And I obviously have even more questions. And I think we could probably talk about this for a long time. But I was really happy to talk about authenticity. We talked about a lot of really great things about how authenticity can really affect our well-being, but also why it's so important and why uh, it is also so difficult uh, to be ourselves. So I hope that you enjoy it, um, and I hope that you go check out her podcast as well, and I hope that you Uh, more than anything uh, else have a wonderful and a more happy life because you listened today i would also by the way would love to hear any of your feedback or call-ins or comments about this whether that be in the review section of the podcast uh or the um you know call-in section of anchor you can just call in with your voice i love it when you do that uh or on instagram at more happy life or uh over on the instagram of sue's as well at the the at the adventures of Sue's. Uh, so thank you so much. And before anything else, here we are in our discussion. <laughs> Quickly before we jump into this session, I just wanted to correct what I said in that last section or segment. I said the adventures of Sue's on Instagram. It's actually just at adventures of Sue's. So and that's S U Z E. So hopefully you go check that out. All right, here we go. Hello. Hi, Andy, how are you? Hey, doing well. Thank you so much for uh, hopping on here with me. I'm really excited. Yeah, it's super. I love that we can do this. I'm all the way over in London and you're all the way over in America. (laughs) It's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. (laughs) Uh, so wow thank you so much this is really exciting I love I love having conversations with people and especially people who are interested in things that are as important as authenticity and I feel like it's a huge part of of happiness Um, and so yeah super excited about this Uh, and man I don't even know really where to start but I'm really excited to start (laughs) so (laughs) Well, that's, that's, the, that's the best thing about authenticity is that there's no script. You can't, yeah. you can't be authentic and have a script. Mm. It's scary maybe sometimes, and, but ultimately that's part of authenticity, the vulnerability. 
side yeah. of things. Yeah. yeah. That's really interesting. I Can you actually, can you talk a little bit about that? Like about vulnerability and like, why is it so, why is it so scary for us to be vulnerable? Well, I was thinking about this the other day because I've, I've started this project, this initiative for students, which is bridging the gap between artists and creatives kind of leaving school and then going out into the professional world. Yeah. And I was speaking to a counselor and she was, she was saying to me, I said, oh, what do the students come to you about mostly? And she said, actually, it's usually loneliness. And I was mm. like, wow, that's so weird. Why would, why would, I thought going to university was where you met your tribe. And I'm really shocked mm. to hear that they're lonely. Um, I'm usually jealous of these students because they look like they're having so much fun. And she said, well, actually, fitting in is there's so much pressure to fit in that it can be exhausting. And so maybe the, the effort of, of, of trying to fit in becomes so painful that actually they end up just retreating and, and sort of not, not socializing and not engaging. And, and Hmm. so I think there's this, this and also because everything's filtered now on social media there's this image that everyone portrays of themselves being uber fabulous all the time yeah and so you know fitting in is 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 the opposite of authenticity hmm. because when you're being your authentic self you are the standard because there's no one like you you are unique so hmm. fitting in is almost the opposite of that and That's... so I think there is vulnerability in in being authentic because I feel that at the core of it, the fear is rejection and exclusion. And it's not, that is not a small fear because it's actually a primal fear. Yeah. You know, this, you know, if you think back, you know, if you think back to the old days of tribes and communities, if they were excluded from the tribe, it might mean that they wouldn't be able to eat because they needed more than one to hunt and gather. So it's actually probably in our DNA, it's probably like in our genes where we still feel the fear of exclusion as big as being chased by a tiger, even though there's no tigers. (laughs) Thank goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We just get chased by social media notifications instead. (laughs) (laughs) That's our new tiger. (laughs) Yeah, like FOMO is the new tiger, isn't it? It's like, Mm. keep up, keep up, keep up. And, you know, that pressure, I think it, yeah, it's just, it's, it's hard to be vulnerable and be your authentic self if the fear is, I will be excluded. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I love and that. I, yeah, and I know that in my own life, for example, and you probably you probably have the same thing, I would imagine, as, you know, if you're trying to be a coach or you're trying to be a podcaster or a speaker or something in the public yeah. eye, there's this expectation that we have to have everything together all the time. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I don't know where that came from. I don't know whether we're putting it on ourselves because we grew up with the TV and everyone looking perfect all the time. And even though trends are changing, 
And I think people are wanting more and craving more authenticity. I think yes. we still have that conditioning of how to behave and right. And there's so much fear, you know, oh, if, if people really saw me being my real self, like it wouldn't be good enough. Yeah, that's, that is scary. It can be so scary. I, you know, I read something that's, I thought was really interesting about social pain and the brain, I guess the brain registers social pain in the same area and in the same way as, as physical pain. And so, you know, I think maybe, I don't know, but maybe that's why it's so, I mean, like you said, it's back to kind of our primal instincts of this could, this could be the, you know, this could really hurt basically, you know, um, if we are seen as something that we, that we see as socially unacceptable and exactly. so, yeah. I lo- and, if, and if, and if that study is right, that it's a physical pain that manifests yeah. in the same way as, as just cutting yourself, then, right. then of course you would want to avoid that. Exactly. Exactly. No one wants to deliberately go out and seeking, Oh, let's go get some hurt today. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> right. like, Oh yeah. I'm getting, yeah. Let's go bring <laughs> home some pain. So <laughs> we're not actively going to actively seek that out. So yep. if we, even, and, and for many people, and I know that I coach a lot of people who are introverts. And so for them making connections is feels even more painful because they, they have memory of trauma of exclusion. Right. I mean, I'm an extrovert and I have memory of trauma of, of bullying and exclusion. Yeah. You know, and, and it, it's excruciating. It is. I mean, I, if I were to say where it was in my body, it would, it would, it probably be my solar plexus, like right in my gut, you know, it's like, yeah, it hurts. Mm. It physically hurts. And then it, you are reminded by that trauma. Oh, it's not safe to, I don't know, go out in public. It's not, it's not safe to behave a certain way or, and then you start slowly diminishing parts of yourself or putting them away in a cupboard well I'm not going to share that part because that person didn't like that I'm not going to share that part because my mom hates that and and eventually we just become this kind of I don't know just bad version of what we started out as Hmm. yeah so what what do you think this is really good because I I I totally (laughs) I totally resonate with this um i was on a podcast a few months ago where um the host actually asked me the question what makes you feel uncomfortable the podcast was called uncomfortable is okay and and i told him you know it's it's a lot of this stuff that we're talking about right now is really trying to put myself out there as someone who's talking about happiness but not necessarily having the credential and i i think it's it's exactly what you're saying right is this concept of we want to fit into somebody else's idea of what it means to be successful or an expert or fill in the blank and yeah it really is uncomfortable uh so so i have a question for you because this is like 
this is this is almost constantly on my mind whenever I'm working on my <laughs> my stuff um, for the the more happy life, which is how do we get the courage, right? Because because I think I think when I think when we are authentic. Yesterday I I had a really wonderful like very intimate conversation with uh, somebody I'd never met before, and it was beautiful. But we were both, it's almost like we had the courage to, to like open up with the risk of being hurt. So like, how does, I don't, I don't even know how, how it happened, but like how I'd love to like know, how can you, how do you like muster up that courage to be vulnerable, to like, to be you, you know, to be the you that you really are? Well, I think, I think when it's important to you and I think, there is a strength, I think, in vulnerability. Um, I actually did a, mm. an art exhibition. I'm getting confused of the years now. I think it was last year or the year before. I can't remember. Now. But I, it was called Vulnerability is the New Courage. Mm. And I do think that it is courageous to be vulnerable because there's a huge risk of being rejected, which, as we've already yeah. said, could result in social exclusion, which results in physical pain, which could result in depression, which could result in an illness. You know, it's, it's no small thing. But at the same time that it's difficult to, to be vulnerable, we, we, it, I think if we stop being vulnerable on a regular basis and we stop being our authentic selves and we start only showing the masks that we believe will be accepted, we ultimately are going to get even lonelier because Mm. we're not even going to know ourselves anymore. Yeah. And so I think it's worth the risk. So I think it's worth the risk of saying, this is me. And if you don't like me, that's okay. Mm. And I actually heard once that if you realize that I might have this percentage wrong. I'm usually not very good with numbers, but I, I think it was something like there's going to be at least 15% of people in a room that will not like you. Hmm. And I think for a lot of us, maybe, maybe we were expected to withhold certain standards as a kid by our parents for the kids maybe where there was some pressure that you had to achieve great results and, you know, be someone mm. <laughs> you have that yeah. kind of, right. yeah, you've kind of had, yeah. I mean, I can almost hear it when I talk to people, I can almost tell by the way they talk, whether they have that self doubt or whether there's, they're a perfectionist or, you can kind of tell when there's that much pressure put on somebody. Yeah. And yeah. And so it's, it it feels quite dangerous to those people to be vulnerable because it's, they've been spent their lives being don't talk too much. And, you know, well, that was me anyway. (laughs) So, (laughs) so, so, so now I'm going both podcasters, right? Yeah, I was like, great, I'm going to be a podcaster. If you keep telling me I talk too much, I might as well make money out of it. You know? like, so, And that's what I teach people now is that authentic part of yourself, which is often shamed, is probably the gift. It's, 
yeah. bit that everyone else is trying mm, to get yeah, you to hide, which is too much, is because they're afraid of it because they're like, oh, oh, I've been told by my society that it's not okay to do that. So you should just be quiet and fit in, you know, mm, because we yeah. are conditioned. I mean, I don't know about America, but especially in the UK. I mean, for example, you know, we've just had, and I don't want to get political, but we've just had Trump visiting London and I don't I'm sure you've seen on the news the Trump baby balloon and everything that was going on here oh yeah it was you know there was a big protest yeah you know yeah there was a a really big protest to that happening over in the UK but my comment on it is is yes it was great that people get out in the streets and stand up for how they feel but if England had a revolution they would still do it in an orderly queue Mm. and I'm like we're so Conditioned here right. <laughs> to behave properly that if someone bumps into us we say oh sorry <laughs> we weren't doing anything so yeah. it, it's 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 funny but it's not because it means that we get so far away from who we really are because we have so many rules right no that's really fascinating i so I want to, so it's interesting and it's okay if this isn't the exact percentage, but you said something about 15% of people will probably not like you. And I love that you said like, this is me. And if you don't like me, that's okay. And I was just sitting there thinking, how, <laughs> how can I be okay with that? Because yeah. I have such a hard time with people not liking me. And, yeah. and I, you know, I don't think I'm alone, but I, I think I, what I want to ask you this question. Do you feel like it's those 15% of people or however many it is, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think it's because they are, they are afraid? Do you think it's because of fear that like, if you are really you, that they're almost, I don't know. I mean, I'm just throwing this out there, mm-hmm. but do you totally. feel like I mean, it's because yeah, maybe it's, yeah. Maybe it's like the, the light, um, you know, the mm-hmm. light, put your shine your light and don't hide it under a bushel thing and maybe actually when you shine your light you actually maybe challenge other people to do the same and they're afraid because they've been taught that it's not okay Mm, yeah do that so you're you're challenging them and they're like i was about to use an expletive but i'll be polite (laughs) they're telling you to go away (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah with an f (laughs) yeah for sure yeah they're like get out get out get out i I don't want to be challenged with with all that i'm not being marion williamson's Hmm. famous quote says you know it's not our uh what is it it's not our uh darkness that that we're afraid of it's our light yeah oh yeah 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 you know that quote that everyone thinks is nelson mandela is actually marion williamson's and and it says you know who are you not to be who are you not to be great? And I know in my family that as soon as you show signs of, I don't know, getting a bit overexcited about life, you'll be told to not get so full of yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That is such a tricky balance, right? That's such a, that's yeah. such a hard thing. To it is scary with. because like you said, when you were saying, how do we find the courage to be vulnerable and be authentic? Yeah. knowing and how, how how do we how do we cope with 15 percent? and it might even be more than that i don't know i'm making this right. up I, I can't remember whether it was five or 15 or 20 but something along that lines for me it was quite comforting it was like 
oh, if I know that in every situation there's going to be a percentage in this room that will have some resistance or something towards me, I'm already, I'm already, I'm already prepared. I'm already, it, yeah. it's, already, it, it's just, it'll, it's the normal then. It's not, then it's not the normal for me to expect a, a perfection and for yep. an ideal world. That's so much pressure put on ourselves. And yeah. I do think the pressure we put on ourselves comes from pain. It comes from it comes yeah. from wanting to avoid pain. It's like, oh, I had pain when yeah. someone rejected me. So I need to get everyone in this room to like me so that I won't feel that pain. Mm. Right. Right. I can't, I can't dress for 20 people in a room. Yeah. Someone in there is going to be, you know, someone in there is going to be circling my outfit with an arrow going, you know, call the fashion police. You know, and other people are going to be saying, I want this outfit. Where did you get it? It is so I can't please 20 right. people in a room. I'm going to kill myself if I try. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, that's that's so true. I think I think that's such a powerful thing to remember. I think it's it's important to remember that. I think that what helps me is to maybe remember that the people who don't like you, maybe it's just because they're afraid and um and so you know they're they're afraid to really put themselves out there as who they really are and so because they've kind of put that rule on themselves they don't want you to do it because it makes them feel uncomfortable so i think i don't know for me that almost like in, instead of being angry or bitter against them or like even afraid of them it makes it almost makes me have compassion on them anything that we can do that brings us back to love and yeah. love has become this cheesy word that's just like a meme on Facebook now. But uh, anything yeah. that brings us back to, you know, the opposite of loneliness is connection. Anything that brings us back to connection mm. is good. So if you just flip in your mindset, and I know that your podcast is all about the up spiral of happiness, which I love, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> anything that we can do along that lines, ultimately, if it softens your pain and makes you feel better, and helps you to have compassion for that other person. Maybe yeah. you, even by doing that, maybe you invite them to, to I don't know, to to soften or to drop the mask or to to right. be more vulnerable themselves. That you, you're sort of saying, well, I've done it, and yeah, it hurts sometimes, but I, I I'm still alive. Yeah, exactly. So and I, so I want to ask you a question because you said uh, you you. Uh, quoted the Marion Williamson quote um, about, you know, what makes us uh, afraid is our, not our darkness, but our light. And um, so I, I, this is having to do with authenticity or, or being real, right? Um, I'd love to kind of talk for a second about this of, cause I think, I think, it, so it goes back to this Harry Potter quote. I'm a Harry Potter fan. I don't know if you are, but I, I'm a J.K. Rowling fan. That, okay, that, J.K. That Rowling. I know, like that woman is such an inspiration to me. The fact that she, the the fact that she's signed to get all the merchandise from Harry Potter. I'm like, you're 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 such a genius. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I think she's amazing as well. <laughs> she's so, great on Twitter, by the way. She's yeah, right. I I love following her on Twitter as well. <laughs> Oh, uh, I totally agree. She's definitely somebody who I feel like is very authentic, which I love. Totally. Um, and so, so I love 
when Sirius Black is coming in to talk to Harry Potter and, and Harry's just really struggling with this, you know, he's, he's feeling this evil and this darkness inside of him coming out from like his quantum entanglement with Voldemort or whatever. And, um, <laughs> or he, sh- who shall not be named. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and he says like, what if I'm like, what if this is who I am? You know, what if I am just evil uh, basically? And, and I think that's a fear, right. That a lot of us have, um, when we see that yeah. dark side and I love yeah. what Sirius Black says to him is, you know, <clears throat> um, we all have both dark and of, of us. Yes. The important. What do you think about that with, res- with regards to like being real and like this whole conversation about authenticity? Well, I just love the fact that we're having a conversation about Harry Potter. That just makes me, <laughs> oh, I just love it. I just love the, the fact that we can, you know, relate it to that because these stories are so amazing. Um, yeah. Hmm. It's a really good question. I, and I think that's the thing, isn't it? Like I was saying with the social media, like you mentioned in your podcast about social media. Yeah. How... We, you know, we're expected to be perfect all the time. And I have a few, I have a few female heroes who really question and rock that status quo. Mm. And I, I'm really, you know, yeah. I'm inspired by them, but I, I was always on that path too. So it was comforting right. to meet women who, you know, like it, the only rebellion for a woman isn't just having hairy armpits. You know, there are, yeah because otherwise <laughs> otherwise authenticity actually just becomes like a kind of um you know a pack it's like i'm a goth or you know then you're just labeling yourself right. sort of you see what i mean and it's you're still not quite authentic because you labels are so difficult so two of my two of my heroines if you like are amanda palmer mm. um if you don't know her, you can check her out. She's basically the crowdfunding queen, and she's a um, huge cool. pioneer of of coming off a record label and just being funded by her fans and by asking uh, for money. And she has a beautiful relationship with her followers. It's very, very, very special and unique. So she really is a pioneer in the music industry. And yeah. um, and also Brenny Brown. Do you know Brenny Brown? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good, good, good. Love yeah, Yes, yes. So, so obviously, Brené talks a lot on on themes like vulnerability because she's a researcher on shame, and and they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. Um. So you know, I love, I love the conversations that's that's being brought up. You know, with with that stuff. But these are both women who, you know, say it as it is. You know, Amanda Palmer's done things where she's gone out in front of her followers naked and given them um, pens and said, you know, I trust you. Hmm. You can write on my body. Hmm. You know, sometimes her experiments haven't worked out. Like we've seen with artists who've done things like this, you know, but yeah, that was, that was how, that was how close she wanted to get to her followers that she could literally trust them with hmm. her body. You know, and, you know, Brené Brown talks about her vulnerability around, I don't know, not having, I don't know, a Sarah Jessica Parker wardrobe and, you know, just sort of 
rocking up to a TED talk in her jeans or turning right. up to Oprah and going, Oh, I don't have another shirt, you know, or something. And yeah, because that's just not her. It's just not something that she's, you know, it's just maybe, you know, it's not something that's necessarily part of her authentic self is, mm. is, you know, and so, and yet the standard perhaps set by society is for women predominantly is how you look. Right. You know? And, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's so that can be very vulnerable because obviously it's the first people, first thing people are going to attack is how you look, because if yeah. they, you know, if they're uncomfortable That's with your message, shame, I think. yeah. Yeah. They might say, Oh, who's she to talk? Because, um, you know, she's not a size six or who's she to talk because, I don't know. She she looks like she didn't get her hair done this morning or something. You see what I mean? Right. So it's yeah. yeah. It's like you say. It's painful to be vulnerable. It's painful sometimes yeah. to be vulnerable. But yeah, the, I don't know. What do you what do you what do you think about the dark and the light? There was a word you used earlier, which I don't know whether you said it or whether it um, lit a word in my head, which was you were saying. Um, it sounded like you were saying that everyone thinks that because you're um, doing podcasts on happiness and that you're passionate about science of happiness, that you are therefore expected to be happy all the time. Right. And obviously you're human and uh, yeah. Um, yeah, that probably wouldn't be healthy. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, maybe. So, yeah. so yeah, that expectation could then maybe put so much pressure on you that you end up being unhappy. You see what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. And the other thing, the word that popped out to me was, does that make you sometimes feel like a fraud if you're not always happy? Yeah, that's, it's really interesting kind of, I experienced quite a bit of imposter syndrome mm -hmm. and um, not just about that, but yeah, I think it's, it's a tricky balance. And I actually had a great conversation with somebody else who's kind of a happiness coach um, uh, last week. Um, and she said that was one of the hardest things that she's had to figure out is like, I'm constantly, you know, promoting this concept of the science of happiness. But when I do that and people say, Oh, you're a happiness expert. Doesn't that mean you're supposed to be happy all the time? The truth is, is that it doesn't. <laughs> and, and I'm not, I'm definitely yeah. not. Um, and, and I think, I think happiness, I think this is where I like to also make clarifications too, is that I see happiness is as kind of more holistic, uh, concept. It's like, it's not just, so there's, I think when people see the smiley faces and think about happy, they think, mm. you know, positive emotion, um, like those peak experiences that we have when we are, you know, on vacation or um, on our wedding day or uh, when we just bought a new house or whatever, like whatever the, that, that thing is for you that, that seems like could bring a lot of positive emotion into your life. But there's so many other forms of flourishing and well-being. Mm. And one of them is meaning uh, and building meaning and a life worth living. Uh, which comes with an immense amount of pain and suffering and sometimes confusion mm. and days where you just ask yourself, 
what the heck, like, what am I doing with my life? And you, and you start to question everything. And that is definitely not a time when, (laughs) when, when you are smiling and, you know, (laughs) wanting to share that on social media, but it's from those moments that I think, I, I believe that we all kind of have this almost, I don't know, this kind of basin or this cup of happiness that we can experience or joy. And and the painful moments in our life um, really make that cup get even bigger. So it, it expands the volume of the cup to where you, when you do have those joyful moments, it's actually even more joy than you would have if you hadn't have suffered. Mm-hmm. So I think when it comes to the dark and the light, mm-hmm. oh man, I think that's mm-hmm. where I think we shouldn't be afraid. I don't think we should seek after the darkness inside of ourselves because I, I think there is both. I think we both, we, we all have both. And like, depending I've, on your upbringing, like I said before, you know, yeah. for a lot of us, the conditioning already is quite strong. Yeah. Slightly towards the, the be careful and the kind of the negative. Exactly. And oh, so I actually think what you're, what you're teaching, which is the, the positive up spiral of happiness is about balancing already inside of us so much self doubt, so much guilt, so much shame. Yeah. So I don't think we need to look for the light, but I love what you're saying about the cup and there's an analogy, um, of the bow and arrow, which I love, which is that if you pull a bow right back as far as it could possibly go mm. until that it is just no more give. And then let's say you take that back into depression, like it just can't go any lower. And we were talking about JK Rowling. Okay. JK Rowling had a similar yeah. experience to me, actually. I hope I have a similar bank account to her one day, but we had a, we had a similar experience where she was in a, social housing and she didn't have money for electricity and so she would go to starbucks this is the story and and write her harry potter books because she just got to the bottom so she was like i i'm just gonna do what i love because this you know i'm at the bottom anyway there's nothing else to do (laughs) so when you pull back the bow like the furthest you know as far as it can go when you release it because of the the tension and gravity and contrast Mm. and i'm not a physicist but it yeah it goes the other way because it has to. It's like you can't go more bottom than bottom. It's, it's so you have to go up naturally. So right. sometimes the deeper you go into one extreme, and I'm not encouraging extremes, but I'm just saying that perhaps the appreciation of the happiness means that the experience is even richer. I completely agree with that. I really do. And I'm not saying go and seek really depressing situations. <laughs> no. You know, like, I think we, I don't know. I, I have had some pretty they will come heavy to things you. happen in my life. Yeah, like, for example, I was listening to your podcast, and this is me being authentic because it's not easy to share what I'm about to share. But when you were sharing about how your wife's had some mental health problems and, yeah. um, you know, you were finding your own way through that, yeah. you know, because that is just equally as important a story for that right and and sorry i just got distracted because someone was surprised because i thought that wouldn't happen on airplane mode, but it oh you're, you're fine that's my authentic my life is happening as <laughs> <I see. laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, um, you're just gonna have to guide me back because I just got distracted. Uh, that's totally fine. So you were talking about how you uh, were kind of sharing something that's you know really authentic. Yeah, about, you. yeah, yeah. Thank you. So so yeah. So I, I listened to your podcast about your wife and what you're going through as well, which is just as much a challenge in a way as what your wife's going through it's the people that are around dealing with that too Mm. and and I thought wow I need to up my game on the authenticity challenge because Andy's really nailing authenticity right now and for me mm, there's been a little hesitation to really come out you know with all my experiences Mm. because You know, I know that, for example, like I was diagnosed with bipolar 10 years ago. Yeah. And even when I say that, I can feel the shame there. There is, it's loaded with some shame. And I know if I were to say that to say my acting teacher, he'd be like, oh, you should come to LA. Everyone's got bipolar there. And I'm like, (laughs) you know, and I'm like, well, that's cool. But in the UK, there's a really thick, heavy stigma stigma about that. Mm. And a lot of people, if you were to announce that, I don't care so much now because I see it as a huge strength, what I've been through and what I've come out of yeah. and who I've become and how many people I can now help. So I see it as a huge strength. But at the time when Absolutely. I first got it, people would look at you like, oh, I was talking to you like you were really normal and I'm just slowly backing off now and I'm just going to I'm just gonna leave the room. <laughs> you know, you could feel right. the energy of like, yeah. oh, you're a crazy person. Oh, okay, I'm going to stop talking to you now. <laughs> <laughs> No, I totally, oh, like, and I don't mean to cut you <laughs> off if you're finishing something, but yeah, no. I think, I think that's so true. And I think it is so important that you and I and, and my wife, Stacy, like that we, like that we talk about it because that is what breaks the stigma. That is what breaks it. Yeah, and, and like so. we were saying before, with the people in the room, the 15% that don't like you, the same thing happens here when yeah. people like yourself, who I would look at and go, wow, he's got his stuff together. Look how many followers he has on Instagram. And then you <laughs> go, oh, there's, there is, there's other sides to this human. Wow, they're multifaceted. They have downs right. as well as ups. Oh, it's okay. Or maybe I have permission to not have to be Barbie. You know, like it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. really helpful when that happens. I know that there's a woman that I have coaching from um, for online business help. Um, and I would say yeah. to her, how do you manage to do everything you do in a day? How do you do it? You're here online and yet you've got two kids. One's autistic. I, I don't get it. I can't even cope. And I only have two cats. And I think, <laughs> I'm like, what? And, and, and she said to me, actually, my morning today, my son was having a tantrum because he really needed a clean T-shirt, she said. And I was so busy. I didn't even have time to look at his T-shirt. I said, I'm really sorry. We've got to get to school. And when she looked at him, she realized he had spaghetti all down his T-shirt. And <laughs> She literally had no more clean T-shirts to offer him. <laughs> it was like the contrast of what I believed of I saw her getting up and just, you know, floating off into her day and just, you know, effortlessly. Yeah. <laughs> and now I have the real picture. Right. It's like, Spaghetti oh, shirt. thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to load off my shoulders. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. It's okay to not have it all together. Like, I don't want to be under so much pressure that I'm, yeah, like having to be a pinup doll all the time. It was, yeah. And I was a ballet dancer and I know the pressure of that, of that perfection. It is, whoa, it's, there's, there is a sacrifice for that. Hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. I do agree. I think that that's such a powerful concept. And I think, I think as we have that courage to be authentic, I think more people will have those experiences that you're talking about where, you know, they see the real, they see the, the, the real you and which, which encompasses both the, the triumph and the beauty and all of the good and the things that maybe most people see as successful and the hard days and the depression and the, you know, spaghetti t-shirts and all those things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's like, I feel closer to you when you're authentic. Absolutely. Yeah. I, when, when, when you're on a pedestal or when you only share from your perfection, I actually feel excluded. I actually feel afraid. Yeah. And so, which is why I love the work of Amanda Palmer, because she's taking the old paradigm of the film industry and the music industry, which was stars and, um, you know, we're up here and you're down there and uh, you can't touch us kind of thing. Now we're going, no, I want to be able to walk up to you in a coffee shop and be like, hey, how's it going? And Amanda Palmer has can ask for a piano in Finland. And she's from... um, Sorry, my brain's not working very well. She's from the East Coast, let's say. The the, the place has got lost from my mind for a second. She can be in Finland and she can ask for a piano and her fans will sort it out. She'll sleep on their couch. Do you see what I mean? That is so much more enriching and rewarding than being like, you know, waving with one hand to your fans from a distance. Right. I know which one I'd rather have, but we were always taught that that the one that is, aloof and um better than is is success we were taught that that success is coldness in a way yeah it's separateness but surely success is when you are loved and you love <laughs> i don't know yeah yeah <laughs> so i feel closer when you share your insecurities because you are, you give me permission to be okay with wherever i'm at and that makes me feel safe. And yeah. when we feel safe, we're more likely to show more of ourselves. Right. Because yeah. it's, that's something that Brené Brown teaches, which I love. She, uh, she says, uh, I think it's the Dalai Lama's quote, um, honesty without compassion is brutality. Hmm. So you've got to put, the, put yourself in that sentence, you know, is you can use that with vulnerability vulnerability and me being honest about my experiences without having compassion for myself is brutal so if i go around to people who don't care about me really don't mind whether my career reputation is damaged they don't mind um showing me up in public or whatever then and i put it all out there put out my truth and everything then there's there's an element of being not necessarily smart but just being aware mm. 
because that's self-love and self-nurture, isn't it? Is is actually going, oh, I do you deserve my do you deserve my truth? Have you earned it? Yeah, I, I like yeah. that. I like that. Yeah, earned the right to 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 really see that and hear that. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 then there's people like you and like Amanda Palmer or Brandy Brown and people. Unlike myself on the authenticity challenge that I started on YouTube, I would share myself crying. I would share myself angry. I'd share because I wanted to get to know myself. I wanted to be comfortable in public with all of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was a fascinating experiment, but it's, yeah, it taught me, it taught me a lot, taught me a lot about myself. It's awesome when artists get out there and they and that's why artists are so important and and people who question the status quo because they they remind us not to end up being a carbon copy fake version of ourselves because I mean I think that that's part of the problems that's going on in the world right now is that when you I believe that our authentic self is a really loving self. I we're born love. I don't think anyone's born evil. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I that's what I hope for and I believe in. So I think that the problem is is when we're taught to get so far away from ourselves that we don't care about other humans anymore because we don't. You know, you you don't feel because essentially you're a character, so you don't feel because you're not in your humanness Hmm. and I think it's our humanness that we have to stay on top of that that when we lose that then we get into dangerous territory of being able to hurt people Brandy Brown talks about that as dehumanizing right you know calling people pigs or something for example is dehumanizing them and so it makes it easier to hurt them because you don't see them as human so um, right yeah yeah, so, but yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's yeah. a fascinating conversation. I, I'm really, I'm really, I'm really interested in authenticity and vulnerability. And on a personal level, for well, me, yeah. I, yeah, I grew up with a mom who was all about appearances. And, and yet when I look at early pictures of me as a kid, I was messy and wild. And, and I think that frightened her. So she was like, we better clean this girl up a bit. <laughs> and yeah. Out come yeah. the nice socks and the curlers that you sleep in and suddenly you look like a perfect doll you know and right. and and I think later on I got to a point where I was like I don't know who I am I think that's why we have breakdowns mm. because this version of ourselves isn't working this we've got to find ourselves again so we break down so that we can build it back up in a more authentic way I, I don't think everyone's just suddenly gone crazy on the planet. <laughs> yeah. I, I think there's something not quite right. You know, if everyone is constantly feeling depressed, think, you know, I mean, obviously it's a bigger conversation, but I do think that sure. the loss of connection, the lot of loss of tribe and community and being free to be yourself and, you know, only being rewarded for your achievements and your, um, and your accomplishments or your accumulations is 
Yeah. Like, yeah. No. It's gonna cause pain. I totally agree. No, it, it, this is such a. It is such an important, such an important conversation. And I, man, I, I love all of this. And I just, I, I like. I wish we could just like talk all day about. It. <laughs> Well, so many I'll have any excuse to come to America. About. Yeah, right. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, come to the to the mountains of Utah. <laughs> so. Oh, cool! I was in America last year, and I just love the vastness, the expansiveness of the of the. It is beautiful. The land, yeah, it really is. is. Yeah, and I want to come over there as well. So, <laughs> we'll do a swap. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. This has been so wonderful. And I'm just, there's so many things to think on. Um, and I just am, I'm so glad that we did this. So um, yeah, uh, this is a great, a great thing. I, I just keep thinking about this. One of my favorite quotes from Dr. Seuss, actually. Um, and he says, today you are you. That is truer than true. There is no one alive who is youer than you. And I just, I don't know. I just love that. And all of this, like made, made me think about, you know, that quote of like, I just need to be more me, you know, and like you be more you. And so anyways, thank you so much, Suze. Beautiful. I think we just need to learn to feel safe again, to be ourselves. And yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, great. And um, thank you. And we'll, uh, we'll talk again very, very soon. <laughs> awesome. It's been great talking with you and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. You as well. Thanks so much. <laughs> okay. Right. Bye. I really hope this episode helped you to have a more happy life today. If you enjoy this episode, share it and let me know by tapping the stars in the reviews. You can also find me on Instagram at morehappylife or by going to morehappylife.co. Thanks for listening and see you soon.